Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Thanks to all of you who are friends and family of my guest today, because that's who I feel my, my, my audience is usually. <laughs> Uh, the audience of my guest is my audience for this episode. So thanks for listening. Thanks for pressing the buttons. As you know, my, let me introduce my guest. Sorry, I don't even know how to podcast anymore. You're going to have to help me here. I know how to say your first name, which is Samantha. Yes, Samantha Mirandola. Mir- M- Mirandola? Yes, yeah, okay. you got it. It's the, Italian. <laughs> and the, the emphasis is uh, like on the dole, like Mirandola. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I grew up in Hamilton, so I had a lot of Italian friends. Cool, that's awesome. Mirandola. <laughs> yes. Awesome. That was beautiful. Also, <laughs> I make the pizza pie. <laughs> also, but, your basement's really, really cool. Like, there's so many Beatles records here. Just yeah. straight up, I walked out and there's like a whole bunch of comics and like records. It's amazing. It's yeah. really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm really dormanted up. <laughs> no, this is cool to have um, someone that once again is, is an occurrence of meeting an artist performer on Instagram and then saying, come over to where I live and chat with me for an hour. But no, I, I really appreciate it. You've been very, very, um, very gracious and en- enthusiastic about being on. You're excited to be on I'm a podcast. I'm really excited for this. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've told so many people I'm going to be on a podcast. Like this is this is like the peak of like everything. It's so cool. So thank you for having me. <laughs> no, normally I'm not that nervous about <laughs> putting out a podcast. But uh, okay, I'll get through this. Now, we just had a great time discussing some literary stuff. I'm a lifelong fan of Peter Pan. I understand you are. Yeah. You have Peter Pan in your backpack. I actually, yes. Like it was, it was kind of cool because that was completely coincidental. Like we, you showed me a lot of like Peter Pan uh, clips the second I came in and we were like talking about that. Um, it's just something I do. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> No, that was awesome because it also happened to work out that like some of my book is like has quotes from Peter Pan and like legit, I like have the copy in my backpack. I'm not kidding. So it was cool that we were able to like um, talk about that for sure. Well, it's kind of cool that like um, when I saw you on on Instagram, I'm like, okay, someone in the theater. I don't I don't have enough theater people in my life. This is awesome. And then through forgetting who I have on my (laughs) Instagram feed, Samantha Mirandola once again reappears sporting a, a book. You're also an author yeah i did i self-published this summer because it's like it was a goal of mine to self-publish for like a while now like um i'm studying english and theater at waterloo i think like everyone kind of has like an idea in their head of what they want to do for a book like i've talked to so many people with these amazing ideas and then like some of my friends are telling me that you can actually like write um the bulk of a novel like within a month like if you made a certain word count Mm -hmm. most of it's just editing after like that's what takes the most time right um, so I decided like to do that this summer and like I came out with the dream catalyst. So wonderful. I was like, I have to, it's, I'm self, I'm self publishing it. So I have to like over advertise it to the point where it's like my entire feed is probably going to just be yeah. the cover. <laughs> Cause, like, but it works though. That's the thing. Like it's, um, every time I advertise it, I do get more sales, but the problem is I, I think I'm also like, it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> It's better that for now than like people going like, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that people can self-publish. When I was growing up, one of the be-alls and end-alls of making music and making a song mm-hmm. was like the idea of, of having a physical thing that looked as good and viable as the CDs that you see in stores, even though like that. <laughs> remember CDs? Grown-ups? <laughs> 
And then maybe 10, 15 years ago, these places sprouted out that did CD duplication and printing. And you could have something that you made either at home or in a studio pressed and, and packaged. Mm. And like, what's the difference between this and anything else you would find at HMV? Mm. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a jab at me being old, not you being young. <laughs> did you think that how far-fetched was the idea of you having something that you made? looking like a book that you could see at any chapters indigo it was really cool like before i looked into it i didn't know much about self-publishing but there are actually authors online that will just straight up post an entire youtube video that shows you the entire process right so it was cool like um what amazon does is really good like it the nice thing is too like you can you can self-publish for as little or as much as you would like to and you have the option to completely self-publish for free mm-hmm. um and because Amazon does that, right? Like they print on demand, so they nice. take a cut out of each um, each copy. But it ends up being a better deal than if you were like if you go with a publishing house, they have like that giant fan base that they can advertise yeah. to. So in that regard, you'll probably get more sales. But um, you get a higher commission off of Amazon, and like the fact that they make it so simple to do that. It, I just wanted to like open up. Like I was working on it for a while. Like this idea, I've been thinking about it for like three years. Like. Um, it's like everyone has like that idea that they have in their head. Um, but then actually like writing it down is kind of um, like that's work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let's just like try and do it and then yeah. like come out with something. And then like from my reviews, I can see where I need to improve and stuff like that. But it's good to like just to kind of throw something out there and be like, yo, here, here, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like uh, people, people refer to it as like the age of immediacy. And I am never one way about this. There are some people that are like, no, you have to be a master. Like I like things that are, that are perfected and refined almost. But at the same time, I think people should, shouldn't be afraid to put out anything whenever it's ready and just be like, this is a document of what I have now to say. Yeah. And I'll put something else out next year or two years from now. And like, Yeah, so- exactly. Like, there's so many stories that we want to tell. So that's the hard thing, too, because, like, a lot of the time, a lot, a lot of us have, like, self-doubts, mm-hmm. too. Um, we were talking about that, like, about comparing yeah. ourselves to the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. You're right, from earlier. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, like, the idea of, like, seeing a massive celebrity on TV. And I'm like, cool, okay, I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> I'm just gonna- <laughs> But, yeah, for sure, like, there's, like... a quotes that i've seen like flying around that says like um i'm not i'm gonna butcher it but i think it's like <laughs> a hard work be- uh, beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or something like that right. so like it's it's good to do the best that you can but you have to kind of find that balance like put out your best work but also feel confident enough to put it out yeah <laughs> i think i might just be flight of fancying in my brain but like i'm picturing like this era of you know actors or musicians or like what painters whatever where like there was like the person and they could be like whoever like whatever they do they're eccentric and they're antisocial emotional problems or whatever but they they were geniuses at what they do but they always had like that billy crystal character beside them (laughs) doing the hard work of presenting them to the public and getting it sold (laughs) like you know what i mean but now everyone's an artist but everyone has to also be that billy crystal character (laughs) being sociable and (laughs) stepping outside the comfort zone to to bring themselves to to others attention Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about the modern age anymore Sorry, but like I feel like I would do so much better because I'm not I'm not the kind of person to to be like the likable person in the room and work the room. I don't 
though. I, I disagree. Like, even with the, you reached out to me and invited me to the podcast and like that, like that requires like being like super sociable and welcoming for another, yeah. like inviting someone else onto it. Like, I think that's that you do have that. And even with like having a podcast in general is really cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it takes a thick skin. It takes a strong person to be like, to not only put a, put the work into making, for instance, the dream catalyst, but to also go out there and say like, you know, find different ways of, of convincing people that don't know about it, that mm -hmm. this is like something that they would love to have in their, their coffee table. Can you tell me what's in that? Yeah, sure. It's called Dream Catalyst because my main character's name is V. And the idea within the book is that like everyone in life has a different life lesson that they're working toward. So like within the book, I've named each of the characters their character trait. Like um, my idea is like, for example, um, one person's name is Zeal in the book. And that's like a synonym for being like enthusiastic or right. like um, and basically her character had that enthusiasm for life in her youth or like when she was younger. Yeah. And she still has it. But because she works so hard, it's hard for her to like rekindle that. Um, so her character's main life lesson is to keep like foster that throughout her life basically v's like trying to figure out what her name stands for because so far she just knows it's just a letter so right. um she has to go through the book to figure out what she stands for and um she meets dream catalysts like people that like kind of speed up the process like even with that like idea with what you're just talking about like with the idea of um having what it takes within you to create things and then just like trying to speed up that process and release it. Right. Um, that's kind of what dream catalysts do. Like they're the people that encourage you to like, they see that you have like your dreams in you and they see that you have what it takes to do great things. But then they're the ones that are to speed up the process and be like, okay, so now I'm going to encourage you to actually do them. Right. Um, that's sort of what the book's about. Some of it felt like I was releasing like a diary entry because like some of the characters are based off of people that I've known and right. um, and like some of it feels super personal. And then also some of it is um, just imagination. Like I have a character named Yippie and they're mm -hmm. like super nonconformist um, and they like kind of discuss how um, like the hippie movement and like uh, and like basically like they discuss um kind of like stretching like they live in a super like a city that's super like uh very much like sometimes on campus like especially during exam season when you walk around campus everyone's like um wearing like like doesn't want to talk it's just work it's work 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 right. so yippie lives in that city but yippie's not like that they're the complete opposite so they walk around with like this bright purple hair and um they uh th their whole point of that character is to kind of teach other people how to um, live life more um, aimlessly or yeah. have fun. Carefree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of what it's like about. Yeah. Nice. So is, is it, is it, are there elements of fantasy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. Well, like it's, um, there's also a character that kind of owns a fairy shop um, in the nice. beginning and it's it talks more about, like I try to use a lot of metaphors in it. Like it does quote Peter Pan. Like right. it, there's, um, sorry, <laughs> there's a part where it's like, talking about your fairy um that whole idea of like having a fairy that was birthed at your first laugh and then like it dies when you stop believing in it right um it talks a little bit about that like there's a child the child adult is also um like someone who's basically an adult but they still have that same like whimsical aspect to them and yeah kind of like um even what you were talking about earlier about like holding on to some of that like that love for art and um your passions which is like the yeah. Beatles and all of your comic books and stuff like holding on to that th th for your whole life because it's important not to lose that and then 
Um, yeah, it kind of like child adults are kind of people who make a conscious effort to make sure that they don't lose their fairy. Right. Or if their fairy dies, they kind of try to reincarnate it. Yeah. <laughs> In some movies, well, maybe the Karate Kid, I haven't seen that. Sometimes like there's like the, the yogi, the grandmaster that trains like the one aspiring wizard or something like that. Maybe the Sword in the Stone is the best example. The Disney animated, possibly racist Sword in the Stone, <laughs> where, you know, the wizard was wise, mm-hmm. practiced, had mastered something, was mature, but was also whimsical as the grandfather playing with the grandkid and yeah. was able to access that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. And, and I like the idea of an element of your book promoting that, I suppose, if that's what yeah. am I speaking for your book? <laughs> no, no, like that's that's accurate. Like there's literally a character within that that she like literally her career was that she owns a fairy shop and that's what she ended up doing. She opened up her own fairy shop and like she also wants to be like uh, she's a um, a mother or like she wants to be a mother. She's pre- well, like she's going to be her character's yeah. pregnant. <laughs> um, yes. Spoilers. <laughs> but. <yeah. laughs> But yeah, it's like it's like that idea, right? Where it's there's people out there who have that within them that they always want to show or like even having somewhat of a balance, sort of like what Zeals has to kind of learn in mm-hmm. her character. Um, and like V in general um, sort of does that too because V's pursuing a career that's um, in music and that's what she wants to go full time into, which is sometimes risky. It comes with ups and downs. Like sometimes you're successful, sometimes you aren't. Um, so it's kind of like talking about that a little bit too you're definitely speaking my todd quidge <laughs> right there nice. that's not I, my yeah. anyway toddisms todd and lang in the word language do mm. not rhyme yeah <laughs> you're definitely speaking my todd quidge nice. just sounds like a mouthful of crap uh, it's okay i got it i think uh, yeah you got sense. it yeah <laughs> I don't have to extrapolate too much for the audience I just lost. <laughs> like, they're friends of yours and they just stop listening because they can't stand hearing this guy talk. <laughs> I like anything that mines one's personal life when they're writing mm-hmm. something like that. What was the seed? What was the catalyst, if you will? <laughs> See what I did there? Ha-ha. Wink! <laughs> Standing Ove, um, what was that the? That's impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. What What was the first idea that you had for it? What What brought it on? What were you drinking? What? <laughs> how long had you been awake? Or how long was it till you fell asleep when you had it? Actually, okay. I guess I did think of this like three years ago. I I don't know if it was like a dream or if it was something that I was like just kind of thinking about one day. But I really liked the idea of like a guardian angel sort of watching over someone and watching their progress as an individual right um so my original fair idea idea for it was like a little different um I, ha- I had like an angel that was like watching over someone and then like they would um kind of guide them through um like every time they go through a trauma in their life or go through a point where they need to um uh, learn a lesson the angel kind of like helped them through that right I just kind of deviated from that a bit because i had that idea but then i realized i didn't know like, I liked the idea, but I also didn't know what the journey was going to be. So right. I wasn't really... I tried starting it a couple times, but I wasn't ready to write it because I didn't have, like, enough of a foundation for what the content of the story actually was right. going to be. So um, you're not the type to get to get married to something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because my original for idea was, was different. And it this book specifically, I wrote it this summer, but the idea for it has been there for, yeah. like, a couple of years. But I just didn't know what to do it with. And then I started, like 
taking inspiration from people I've actually met um, or like not even if it's that individual specifically, but sometimes like characteristics I've noticed in people. And I made the story more like about character development and like looking like kind of looking at different people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like the focus of the story, just to like look at different people. Like um, there is a quote in it um, that says like um, one of the characters that I, uh, one of the people in my real life that I based a character on really liked the quote uh, by Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, Small mind. Sorry, I'm gonna probably butcher this too. It's um, this is the place to do that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I butcher casual conversation, so go for it. That's about ba- like same. <laughs> <laughs> Small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events. Um, big like large minds discuss um ideas, and mm. I did. I like that quote, but I also think it's a little cl- um. It's very absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very absolutely. But I like the idea of still like I think yeah, obviously it's not good to gossip. That's what the quote was originally yeah. meant. But I think that the idea of like small minds focus on people, I didn't like that as much because I think that as human beings a lot of our focus is on other people yeah. and it's important to kind of get to know ourselves and I think that a lot of ideas can stem from thinking about people. Right. So that's the book kind of focuses on people and like each individual character's kind of journey in a way and there's an optional epilogue at the end so i put disclaimer do not read this if you or like you can read this but you don't have to right and also like if you do you're kind of cheating because (laughs) because you're looking into the future and that like in real life we don't get to do that so i totally like came up with like absolute endings for each character i was like okay well this was what happens to this character this is what happens to this one and like there's a song playing over (laughs) (laughs) it's a montage you see like the actors like jake went on to do (laughs) exactly like it's like the end credits are coming up as like (laughs) that was pretty good My saxophone sounds like a whistle, but yeah. So you had like what happens? Let me let me sort of trailblaze back to what you were saying. So yeah, you have an epilogue for all the characters. Yeah, yes. But it's optional though, so you don't have to read it. And that's it's more like if you do read it, then there's some characters in the novel who totally would like V would totally read the epilogue. Right. But um, characters like realist wouldn't, or characters like Zeal probably wouldn't either. Right. So like people who are more like maybe like logical or more um <laughs> no i'm just saying like do, do realist and logical come to the party and ruin everything <laughs> realist and logic came fucking crapped in the punch bowl thanks a lot guys <laughs> sorry that's more of heathen's character oh. heathen comes in and kind of like he wants to be the shot that sobers people that's oh. his line that's his like thing that he goes by and it's like it's also the name of my first punk album (laughs) oh is that actually that's cool no i'm absurdly inserting lines for your characters that they say even though i haven't read it yet yeah for sure (laughs) no that's that's fair i guess you know what if heathen were to make music it probably would be punk (laughs) yeah (laughs) the shot of truth yeah the the shot of truth (laughs) or he's a wrestler it's like (laughs) i am the shot of truth here to show you a thing or two about (laughs) stepping into the ring of life (laughs) exactly <laughs> sorry no this show's been great i've been having fun okay, good <laughs> so i guess heathen's more of like wants to be the shot that sobers you kind of thing like yeah. that's he's more of like pessimistic realist is pretty much also kind of pessimistic but also not like they, they just choose to see the life as it is and they acknowledge right. both the good and bad 
And then um, my favorite character is... Okay, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. All right. <laughs> but I'm going to say one of my favorite characters' name is, like, Wonderlust. Not Wanderlust, like, Wonderlust. Right. So they basically, like, their whole character is that... Uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't spoil too much. But, like, they, they like, see life with wonder eyes. Right. So there's, like, their character is supposed to be more of, like... They're like kind of impulsive, and that's a good thing and also a bad thing. Um, but like yeah. that's kind of like each of the characters kind of have their own like um, life lesson that they need to kind of get to. Um, and there's like I tried to put in a whole bunch of metaphors. Hopefully they're not cheesy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to to read it. You you did bring a copy for me to purchase, and I'm more than happy to support another artist. But I'm interested in this book, and I and I can't wait to read it. Something that I was pulling out of what you were saying was like this idea of like wise people like the fairy shop owner. Yeah, the fairy shop owner characters and figures like the fairy godmother or oh, yeah. the wizard, the the teacher. I just thought like, oh my god, what would it be like if they had Dumbledore <laughs> or the fairy godmother in the live action remake of Cinderella? doing TED Talks. That would be really cool to see. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Repeat after me. Bippity-boppity-boo. Like, that would just be so... Everyone, raise your wands. <laughs> I would really like to see that. That would be really nice. Like, cool. And like you see it on like phone footage. <laughs> yes. Someone like tweeting it. Like the... <laughs> Fucking bibbity bobbity boo is off the chain. She's just going, just going ham. So motivational. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Hashtag bibbity bobbity boo <laughs> has become the new. <laughs> that would be amazing. How fucking motivating would that be? Uh, that would be very motivating. Someone that could literally do anything. Like really, she could do anything. Yeah, with the power of a mind, your mind and the wand, yes. you can manifest literally fucking everything. Yeah, you literally I, have magic. <laughs> I just beat every other TED talk you have ever seen. <laughs> a sprinkle the top will that does the job. Bibbidi, I don't know the words, but yeah, okay. <laughs> So the Dream Catalyst is available now. Where can people get it? On Amazon.com. And like you have to type in because it's um, Dream-Catalyst Samantha Mirandola if you want to access it. It has to be like the full thing because it's uh, it's still starting out. So it doesn't right. show up right away. Um, or you could go on my Instagram link um, and just click on that. I've also put it there. It's only available on the American website, but it does ship to Canada. Right. Is it cool for people to follow yeah, you on? Yeah, yeah. Social media? Follow me for sure at Samantha Marandola. Marandola is M I R A N D O L A. Should right. probably clarify that because some people spell it wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, okay. So at first glance, I did think that I was looking at Miranda mm. and like maybe with a couple other letters added on. Yeah, it's like Miranda, but with um, yeah. an Ola. <laughs> Old Miranda. Yes. Or, but like I thought, like when I thought I was saying Miranda, I'm thinking like, okay. So this is like a, a like a pseudonym. Like you, you just named yourself after two of the Sex and the City characters, which I'm sure is a connection that you made. Yeah, you're Samantha Miranda, right? I'm Charlotte Carey Bradshaw, nice. right? Yeah. That's not a strong joke. I had to look this up on Google. I don't know the characters. No, that's great though. Yeah, for sure. That would be uh, like, uh, maybe I'll just drop the um, O and L one day and just do that. Like, <laughs> Samantha Miranda. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> Always with the martini yes. on Sunset Strip. <laughs> or Sunset Boulevard. 
Do you admire celebrity or the idea of like, would you want someone's autograph who you weren't a fan of because you knew they were famous? Or would you feel starstruck being around someone whose talent that you admire more so for that? That's a good point. Yeah, I guess talent is like th- like a-, a big thing. Like, I guess in general, the fact that you can, anyone that makes it to that level, is that's impressive in itself. It's not yeah. easy to become super famous like that. Otherwise, I would have done it already. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all know this. Yes. but like the fact that you can like the fact that you've that person has been seen in so many like videos and has inspired people yeah that is that is cool it's it's nice to see meet someone who's inspired a lot of people just in general like i think my preference would be like to get celebrities that have personally inspired me to like get autographs or meet them but um just in general like a a celebrity an autograph from a celebrity is pretty cool like not a lot of people can say they have like um so-and-so's shouted them out in a video right. or yeah but now from ten dollars to three hundred and thirty three dollars for one of them i think the guy who played uh kid malfoy what's the one who picks on harry potter um draco a- yeah draco malfoy will give you a shout out on your birthday <laughs> on your wedding anniversary he will he will shout out on your behalf to a friend of yours or anyone anyone that you send it out to you can send it out to for like from you to that person i would make that my voicemail i'm like straight up if i had someone a celebrity doing that i would just make it my voicemail so when people call (laughs) celebrity picks up (laughs) i'm gonna fucking save up and have lance bass and joey fratone from nsync (laughs) like send you a collaborative shout out somehow yes that would be really cool that would be nice like (laughs) i'm totally lying but like in my in my heart that's what i want to do money is is a factor (laughs) but yeah if that's something that people want and um it's important enough to them then yeah go for it (laughs) yeah i don't i think i'm constantly on a whirlwind of thought on the matter I am going to parlay our age difference into this conversation just out of intellectual curiosity. Do you recall a time when not the internet or technology, but social media was not like a major thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, social media was um, starting to get pretty like popular. Everyone kind of got Facebook. That was a big thing. But right. I think my dad made my Facebook account for me. Like, I didn't even, like, originally touch it. Like, I tried, like, I didn't, I wasn't really interested in it. Like, when I was, like, younger, I wasn't into social media as much. But then now, obviously, I am. Everyone is. But when it first, yeah, I do, I do kind of, like, remember um, when, like, social media wasn't as prevalent. Even, like, um, that big blackout that happened. I remember that too. Like, do you, or do you remember when like the electricity cut out for like a couple? It's happened several times since, but I remember one that happened when I was 18 because like I was 18 years old. Yeah. The first girl that was talking to me, mm-hmm. I was away at camp and I was expecting to, to chat with her when we got back from camp, the power went out <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, the first time I'm actually going <laughs> to hang out with a girl and, I don't have any way to contact her. MSN Messenger won't work. I can't. Yeah, I remember it because it was traumatizing, but yes. I'm sure others have happened since. I remember, I don't really remember too much, but I do remember when I was like I five ish, there was like a, a big one that happened where like everything was kind of like shut off. Yeah. And that one was pretty big because like, I, th- I think it was during the summer. Again, this is fuzzy. But I think it was during the summer. So like we couldn't turn on AC or anything like that. So we were all like kind of dying and like, um, 
it was like stuff like that. It, it, it was like I was really young at the time that it happened. So to me, it didn't make I just thought it was fun. Um, but um, I <laughs> we were all kind of dying. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yes. Well, because we would like light candles at night and we would like yeah. tell ghost stories as our way to kind of like. There were, I do remember one in 2013 now, too. Oh, yeah, was I, rem- I remember vining with someone. <laughs> Be like, what are you doing during the blackout? Drinking? Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. When stuff like that happens, though, and even like even now, if, if there was a blackout that happened, it wouldn't be the same because we probably still have a bit of charge on our phones. Yeah. So, <laughs> If my phone has juice, so do I. Yes. <laughs> so it's very different. But like even that idea of turning everything off for a bit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's hard. Like, I'm really into social media now. Like, I'm on it every day. So sometimes I try to take breaks. I sometimes will straight up delete the apps off of my yeah. phone. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, like, I'm on this too much. I need to go do something. I need to get fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten to a weird intimidating point for me where it's like, I almost don't feel like any inclination that I would have had to post something mm-hmm. feels totally defeated by the fact that, like, there's, there's not expected... But there's there's a certain amount of output <laughs> by the people on my like friends, mm-hmm. my friends, that I can't keep up with in terms of sharing my own. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the time to take and frame and share these pictures in yeah. my life. So I don't I'm not inclined to, but like I do know what it feels like to be caught up in that mm-hmm. in that race. Like, okay, this person's sharing this amount of significance in their life. <laughs> that I feel like for some reason that's what people need to see from me Mm, i'm like do you ever get caught in those like um sand traps yeah sometimes like yeah i do like i post i'm pretty active on instagram like i post very frequently and a lot of the time it's just like i like telling my friends about things i'm doing in general like um outgoing that way but social media takes it to a new level where it's like it feels like you're constantly posting so it is good to take breaks i have to work on that more too because i can't just keep sharing everything i need to be kind of like it's it's the thing is though social media is nice for artists because you can well that's like, the difference right yeah like it's it's hard because like it's it's free it's a free thing that you can like plug your stuff and you can yeah. talk about things that you're doing sometimes when I'm looking for acting gigs they just ask for me or like not they're obviously not like big scale stuff it's like some like local things like if they're asking for like someone specific they'll ask for your Instagram handle so it's it's weird and I like yeah. it doesn't feel like a qualification but they do kind of want to see that you're posting and active and doing stuff that's kind of related to what like that you're on set sometimes and you do things so yeah. It's it's weird. Like I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Like sometimes, like even like, even Facebook in general. Like to look for acting jobs. I'm in a whole bunch of Facebook groups. Um, or just kind of like scroll through sometimes and like um, they'll like it's nice because it's so much easier to find jobs. Um, right. Like I, I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. But I'm assuming that with this platform, without this platform, I don't know how, um, like how I would. Uh, be, if I would if connecting with people would be easy. like we we connected on Instagram like it's right. it's something like it's just a new way for people to kind of connect and find work um, but it's also challenging because like yeah you're right like even the idea of posting a lot about yourself 24 7 that's not healthy either you right. so yeah for sure you have a good point <laughs> well there, there's all these jokes about like how people are shooting themselves in the foot because like what they, oh they they post out. We I went out drinking. It got mm-hmm. cray cray, <laughs> all kinds of bad um, words, and and then they're like, yeah, but like when you go to get you you know you're just Kevin or 
I was about to use your name as an example name. Uh, you can, Sandra. <laughs> like no, I'm because hypothetical people yeah. are not us. Uh, Kevin and or Sandra are are looking for for a job, and you know what you have on social media is gonna bite your ass. But like we have privacy settings. Yeah. So I want to be on the other end of a call, being like, "Hi, uh, Mr. Todd Donald. This is uh, HR for uh, the." fictional brewing company you uh now you put down your social media contacts here and we would like to take a look at your social media but um we've encountered some <laughs> difficulty with the privacy settings we understand that your your account is private yes it is is there any way to that for you to um change that change that <laughs> remove that block blockade from us well no <laughs> uh why not well, because I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they don't even like. Why would? Yeah. You for sure. I, we like, found our way around that, assholes. Yeah, it, that's true. There is like privacy barriers you can put up as well. Actually, it was funny because the other day my sister came up to me because she's like going into um, business and math. Like she's doing a double degree with uh, Waterloo U- University of Waterloo and Laurier. Yeah. So she's like. She works pretty hard and she wants to do a lot of like big things in business. So actually her teacher ended up Google searching her name. Um, and then I put po- like it was a tweet that I posted. It wasn't even her, but I tagged her in it. And mm-hmm. uh, he had asked, he said, maybe you should take this. T-. It wasn't like inappropriate or anything like that. We were just kind of like joking around. But he said, yeah, like, but this this meme, like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's like it doesn't look professional. Of Like, I that's one of the first things that come up. It's just a meme. Um, yeah. So uh, she asked me to actually take a lot of my tweets down. So I might just delete Twitter altogether because I, I don't haven't used that in year uh, in yeah. a long time. <laughs> you know, American Pie. If you look at that in 2019, I, I can't get through it. Is that a, like this the song? No, the movie. Um, <laughs> no, the song should be more iconically well known. Yeah. You went the right way there. But like when I was 15, I thought American Pie was cool. I thought New Metal was cool. Mm. And I thought Sublime was cool. These were all mistakes. Yes. And in post-Trump, we've learned how to see those things with different eyes. Yeah. And recognize the better parts of ourselves. Hopefully, I'm speaking to people who are like me. I hope, I guess, maybe I'm not speaking to like the, oh, you can't say anything anymore (laughs) crowd. That's not my, if you are, you're allowed to stop listening at any time. Yes. You should definitely be careful with what you say because everything you say has, and you should be constantly checking yourself too. Like sometimes I'll be watching television, I'll be like, I just can't, yeah. <laughs> and just like turn it off. Well, I have, I have, I have all the privilege of not being necessarily offended, but I cringe yeah, at all the things that I can see are offensive. Yes, yes. And I think there is no effort required if you have a practiced muscle in your brain that is not trying to offend anybody or inclined to say things that can offend people it's not walking on eggshells oh i gotta like it's not work yeah and on top of that too a lot of it's also like everyone kind of says things sometimes that are like can be have that potential to be offensive and if someone gets offended it's important to like be like okay you know what like take the onus on yourself to be like yeah i messed up i said this because of something that I wasn't informed about. And like, I think if people keep doing that, then things will get better. Like yeah. instead of getting like defensive and be like, I'm, I'm didn't do this. It's fine. But yeah. it's like, instead of being like, no, you know what? You're right. I didn't consider how that's wrong to say. And like, we all we just keep getting better hopefully. And yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, yeah. like at least now people are more aware 
because like a lot of these platforms are making it like possible for people to speak up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I did want to ask like, briefly, if you could tell me, because you're in it, you're involved in the theater part of your life. And uh, I'm assuming at this part in your life, you're, it's, it's it like in your social surrounding. From my memory, because we talked about this on the phone, when I was a co-op student working assistant stage manager at the Waterloo Stage Theater, uh, even that small part of involvement in the world is that thing of being really tightly knit with a group of people and then separating and then becoming really tightly knit <laughs> with another group of people. Yeah. And like that that magical world of awareness of temporarity and uh, <laughs> all this... Um, just excited to to be around people who are so involved and and lit up. Your personality is lit up even more after a show because like I'm going back to being myself. This is amazing and exciting. <laughs> yeah. What's that like for you? Yeah, that's a, actually a really good point. That's like a lot of times with theater, like people always comment on that. Like you get every time you're in a cast, you guys become like family. And then like that's like amplified with school as well because a lot of the classes you right. take are like there was a drama 100 class that i took um and uh it was basically like i'm not in year one uh, first year anymore but i missed a course so i had to go back and take it that class had i don't remember now but i think it was like a pretty large class for theater it was like 45 people i think in one like acting like i'm not sorry not acting but like a theater class and um like our uh, head professor janelle had a stand in a circle she had a everyone in the class by the end of like learn each other's names and she would right. do that she would start every class like that and at the end 45 people became like family and it was like within such a short period of time and then you see them every day or every time you have that class even with the cast you see them every day yeah. and then um when the show ends you don't see them as frequently but you're still just as close with them so picking like you can pick up a conversation with them at any point right of course yeah like even if it's like three months have passed since you last spoke and when you talk to them again it feels like oh hey like it feels like you're just like talking to a family member it's a neverlandy type world yeah like okay like i'm i spent some time with the with with the the lost kids and now i'm over here with the mermaid crew (laughs) kicking it hashtag mermaid life (laughs) And like, you know, you're all still in Neverland. So you go back to like the last boys to be like, like, what up? Yeah, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Also, we don't age here. Hashtag no aging life. Yes. It's like, what's the secret? No, it's I'm working really, really hard to pass a metaphor that either works or doesn't. No, I see what you're saying. It's like, it's true. Like, it, it is like theater in general. It can be very endearing. Like you step in from like doing your real life. And like yeah. being whatever the person that you are walking around. Just and then a pathetic like, average person. Who's <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. But like, <laughs> No, that's what your eyes were telling me. I went there for you. I'm kidding. Yeah, like, yeah it was like kind of like doing your average everyday stuff and then going and like, now I'm a lumberjack. Now I'm a tree. Now I'm like... I don't know. Now I'm in this random person I've never met before, but I'm going to portray them anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm a lumberjack. Now I'm a tree going, holy shit, there's a lumberjack. I'm fucked. (laughs) Yeah. There was literally a play I was just in where we had to be both the lumberjack and the tree. Okay. So it was like pretty interesting, but also like we had to literally turn into trees. And it was kind of like seeing that from both perspectives, like being the one that's getting cut down to being the one that's like 
doing like the cutting. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. But <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, don't do that. That's my that's my bottom. <laughs> I guess they, I was gonna say leg, but like they don't have like. Oh, that's my branch. Yes, that hurt. <laughs> we have feelings too. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. I, I, th- I think that that's it. Is there any? Yeah, I'm glad that you let me ramble about my book for a bit. It was like cool that you had me on. It was like a lot of fun chatting. So thanks for having me. No problem. Do you, do you listen to podcasts? Um, Like I will start now that I am. Awesome. <laughs> I have, uh, I know like my, um I went to go see my aunt yesterday and she got so excited. She listens to them on her way to work. She's like, let me know the second it comes out. I'm going to listen to it. Shout out to my Zirinata if you're listening. <laughs> By the way, I am terribly sorry for the job I did today. <laughs> no, you did great. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're a great guest. Thank you for your time, Samantha. Marandola. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And you're a great host. Uh, host. Sorry, I was about to say hostess. I meant host. I don't. I can be a hostess. <laughs> yeah, you can be both. <laughs> you're a great. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. You're a great. <laughs> Thanks for Person. having me. Thank you. I, I'm a great. <laughs> lawyer i'm a great any one of these things yes that i'm not or am who knows (laughs) have a great day listener person thanks for listening to another episode of the todd donald show starring produced and edited by todd donald the piano music in the rap is by jp sunga who you can find at jpsunga.com the theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. (laughs) 